Howdy, and thanks for tuning in to Christian Radio. I'm your host, Christian Heiner. On this episode, I sit down with my good friend Mitch Hensey of Cutting Edge Landscape. Make sure you listen to this one all the way to the end, because Mitch's parting thoughts are pretty fantastic. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, well, hey, uh, welcome to Christian Radio. I'm sitting here in the Cutting Edge Landscape office with my good friend Mitch Hensey. Mitch, how are you, man? Good, but I, I got to say Christian Radio, that's great. <laughs> when I mean, when I started doing my podcast, you know, I, I threw around a lot of different ideas, sure. like Boise Business Podcast or whatever, but I have such <laughs> like a silly, unique name that if I didn't capitalize on that, I feel like a, as a marketer, I would have been doing a real, a real poor service. Yeah, and you were set up pretty well by whoever named you, right? Because that is, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, Thanks, it Mom. lends itself easy to a, a brand or a mark, right? And exactly. So, but yeah, I, I I chuckled when I saw Chris Ray. I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, that that was yeah, that was really the only the only viable option. That's good. That's I mean, that, you know, marketing 101, man. Like, you you want to be memorable. And, yeah, but and and everybody knows who it is. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if you ever anybody wants to follow me on Twitter or Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm the only Christian Heiner that I've ever actually found. Um, there's there's a handful of people with my same first name, and obviously a lot of people with my same last name. I've never found anybody with the name Christian Heiner. No. So, yeah. So I mean, literally type in Christian Heiner on LinkedIn, and I'm the only one. Super unique. Yeah. Well, this is great. Like yeah. I said, I was uh, when I was talking to you, I listened to part of one of yours and part of another one. Yeah. And I have a son who has some friends, and they do a podcast. And I listened to a few, and when I uh, talked to you, I thought, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of fun. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see no, thanks. Thanks for doing this, man. This is awesome. Yeah, so like I said, we're sitting here in the the fairly new, new-ish cutting edge, landscape, like cutting edge landscape Pretty office. good facility. Yeah, really how, how long have nice. you guys been in here now? You know, I guess this is going on the third year. It's been that long? Yeah. Dude, I remember being in the building over there, yep. Yep. Talk, you know, talking about, you know, marketing and website stuff with you guys when this thing was under construction. Yeah, the entire company like was, was in that, that home, that nice custom home office, you know, that we yeah. have right next door. Now that's just for uh, the design in the build team. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's where that was, we have, that we have an admin over person yeah. over there, but it's... Um, the plotters over there and the architect and the designers and yeah. um you know that's a segment of what we do but they're already sort of bursting at the seams Interesting. and this building's filled as a matter of fact down where we had some storage uh down here we're having uh some you know two new offices put in downstairs oh cool like we're just trying to cram it in when you have a new facility and you walk in you're like oh man so much room here is going to be great for years yeah <laughs> not even three years later. Oh my God, we should have made this thing bigger. It's not very long yeah. down the road. So, so what, are you going to dig a basement under this thing or go, I don't know go up? Or? I don't know what's next, but uh, <laughs> you know, there are some parcels adjacent and we've got yeah. a pretty big yard and, and so it's just, you know, we're, it, we're fortunate. It's a, it's a good facility. It's really nice yeah. and uh, state of the art. We have everything we need and yeah, it's just good. Everything Time's you need, good. nothing you don't. That's right. <laughs> so how many, how many employees do you guys have here at, at Cutting Edge now? You know, locally here, just under 200. Crazy. Yeah, if you were, there's a, it's kind of a fun uh, department that is growing now. We call it the Intermountain Department, and that's where I spend about 90% of my time. But it's growing what we do in other states. Yeah. And we do work currently in 13 other states. Right. And we've got uh, satellite offices in two others, one in Utah, one in uh, Colorado. And so that segment of our business, actually, the potential for that is, is great. I mean, yeah. we have a pretty good market share here and, uh, you know, we'll travel for some work, but you know, the treasure Valley is what it is. And at some point you'll reach kind of an equilibrium to where you just have to maintain. So where does your growth come from? Right. And it'll come from uh, outside the Valley. And that's, you know, having been involved in the landscape industry for, you know, more than 25, less than 26 years locally. Yeah. That's a side of the table that I haven't spent a lot of time on. And so I've found, Kind of a new angle. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, so let's back it. up and talk about that, man. Talk about so you you are obviously in the landscape industry. Um, how did you get into the landscape industry, and what like how, how what did you do at first? Because you obviously weren't doing what you do now when you first started twenty five no, years ago. No, no, you wouldn't even recognize it. But <laughs> the truth of it is that um, I've been climbing and falling out of trees since I was about two. Sure. Okay. <laughs> And so, um, just, so, so have a lot of us, but very few of us actually made a career out of it. But it's stuck, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so just uh, having, uh, I had a strong physical work ethic with my dad growing up. Yeah. And so I was always uh, capable of that sort of thing. When we were, I had finished my associate's degree down at CSI in Twin Falls. My wife and I moved up. She started nursing school. Yeah. Here did, did you grow up in Twin? Uh, no, no, I'm from Texas. Okay, cool. And she's from Arizona, born in New Zealand. That's another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, episode, episode there. Yeah. Another time. So, but when I finished up at um, 
at CSI and we moved up to finish my bachelor's at, at BSU, then the idea was, uh, well, what ended up happening with a, a young growing family is I had a second part-time job and a full-time school schedule needed to make some more bucks. And sure. so needed a third job. And literally when the Idaho Statesman was still printed, I looked at <laughs> uh, the classifieds, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think younger people understand what classifieds are, but I literally found <laughs> an ad for a company by the name of Permagreen. And you may or may not remember that brand. Oh, uh, we're going back a couple of decades. I'm, 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 I'm pretty old, man. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Permagreen, locally homegrown company, yeah. super successful. They had 10 uh, offices and the headquarters was here in Boise. But mm-hmm. I remember looking at the, the classified ad and it was for a tree pruner, two years of experience, all of these requirements and everything. And I didn't have any of that, but yeah. I knew how to, I knew how to chainsaw trees. I knew how to climb them. I knew how to guy them and tie them. I knew how to blast them out of canal banks yeah. from where I grew up. Sure. And so I thought, I don't have anything to lose. And so I went in and I had the interview and uh, it turns out that he was a big wig on like the Boy Scout Council here locally. Okay. Well, I was an Eagle Scout. So there's this instant connection, right? Nice. And yep. then um, I served a mission in South America. So I was uh, fluent Spanish. Nice. It's like, oh, some of the crews are Spanish. And after just, I think, in my mind, what I remember is being just a few minutes, he said, when can you start? Yeah. And so that's really uh, what started out kind of as a part-time job. It just turned into something that I... I guess I enjoy it. has been a pretty good career for me. Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, 25 years later, we're doing different things. I've been an owner and operator of my own company yeah. for 10 years. Cool. I was the lead groundskeeper for St. Luke's nice. uh, when the Meridian Hospital was uh, just three phases and the Wood River Hospital yep. had just come on. Nice. The St. Luke's and Twin hadn't happened. And so uh, that was great. I was able to, you know, work in the industry as sort of a, a groundskeeper gardener. Uh, type where you're having contractors come in and do things for you. Sure. So managing contractors and having been an owner and operator. And then I've been business development, I've done sales, estimating, and now I'm doing kind of all of that. Yeah. Rolled up in one where uh, we're looking for uh, providers in different areas and matching them up with national brands. As a matter of fact, we yeah. just had, I won't tell you the name of the bank, but you'd recognize, I think, um, well over 1,200 locations nationwide. We just had an RFP, I guess maybe about a month and a half ago, and submitted on it. We narrowly missed picking up a good chunk Oof. of work this morning. So nice. I'm a little bit of a frowny face. Kind of a, yeah, that's, that's. But maybe four months ago, we picked up 180 locations with another bank here in the, wow. in the Northwest. Nice. And so I like our good chances, and we've yeah. got a model that's going to be working. So that's kind of awesome. fun. Yeah. So of all, of all the different roles that you've had, do, do, do you miss any of the ones that you don't do anymore? Do you miss owning yeah, your own sure. your own biz? Yeah, look at my gut. Well, you know, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I st- I'm the same thing. I stopped shoveling a long time ago. And yeah. yeah but, but that's still sort of in my, um, not that my, maybe I couldn't keep up anymore, but I was, you know, love the field work. I love yep. being hands-on. As far as owning my own business, I got to tell you, you ever read the E-Myth? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the person that the E-Myth was talking about where sure. you were uh, uh, just the, um, the epitome of what a technician is and uh, had wonderful experiences and everything, but didn't really have a good business background for that. Sure. And so it went really, really well uh, and really lucked out right when the, the Great Recession hit, right when the bubble hit. Yep. I was on the verge of um, buying a lot of heavy equipment, really getting in. And I remember just having this little thought that, hey, just wait on this. I was in a right. uh, banker's trust, office ready to sign. It was yeah. like, oh, just hang on. And yeah. And I did, and everything started to kind of uh, change. I was landscaping uh, these parade of homes, uh, spec homes yeah. that uh, a couple of buddies of mine were doing, and it was uh, super successful. And uh, we were on our way, and then you know the housing market uh, blip hit, and I was able to fall back on some maintenance contracts and grow that way, and then maintain for a couple of years and yeah. had you know some different opportunities. But that was great. You know this thing about being your own boss. <laughs> it, it, there's a lot there, Absolutely. right? You really like it, but there's a lot there. And I also think there's probably nothing wrong with having somebody else sign your check. Right. And you've been able to sleep at night and maybe it, it, uh, it, it's stressful for sure, but it's, 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 a whole, it's a whole different kind of stress, man. Yeah. yeah. Stress about work. And is the boss happy with what I'm doing is a whole different kind of stress than, Oh my God, are we going to make payroll this week? Or, <laughs> you know, what, what if we don't, you know, land, you know, land this contract or yeah, there's a lot of times where yeah. you write yourself a check and it goes in a drawer. 
Yeah. And maybe no. you can cash it. And maybe you don't. But pretty soon that stack of checks is seven, eight, nine, ten deep. And it's like there's so many other things that come before you. Absolutely. And things went well. But, uh, I, you know, so but I really appreciate having the perspective of an owner. Totally. I think it makes you a pretty good employee. Oh, I guarantee so. that makes you a way better employee than somebody that's never been in your employer's shoes, for sure. I, I mean, God willing, I will never have to go back to work for someone else again. But I know that now, after owning my own biz, you know, for over eight, year, eight years now, that if I had to go back to work for somebody else, I would be a way better employee. You would be the ideal employee, right? Because you had this experience where you're on the other side of the table. Yep. I sometimes think about that um, and, and used to, to where, you know, if I ever worked somebody, I would kill it because I would at least have maybe not an exact vision, but I would have an understanding of what their position was totally and what the aims would be and you know I think why yeah why the owner the, your stuff. boss whatever's doing the things they're doing yeah you know until until you're like you said until you're in that chair in that office man you i mean working for other people for, for a long I, you know kind of like you i worked for you know other people and i was i was a landscape laborer for a long time when i was in college and i didn't know that yeah yeah terry hammonds you know, you know sure. Silver Creek Terry. I worked for Terry for years. Oh, I didn't know years that. Years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I worked for Terry from the time I was 15 until I graduated from Boise State. I had no idea. Yeah, Terry's That's wife, cool. uh, Mrs. Hammonds, Julie. I she loves it. Whenever I see her to this day, I call her Mrs. Hammonds. <laughs> she was she was my high school biology teacher, and oh, man. and just you know being around, you know, just talking with her or whatever. Said something about you know needing a summer job or whatever, and she says, "Well, you know, I'll introduce you to my husband Terry. You know, he, you know, you know how to work a shovel? Yeah, probably." And so then I, the so rest I, is history. Yeah, wow, so I went cool to work story. for Terry. Yeah, That's yeah. So yeah, so super funny for me, full circle. I see you know still see still, you know still see Terry around, mm -hmm. you know, at industry stuff or whatever. And you know what I really miss? I miss being in the field, dude. Yeah. I miss uh, a little bit of dirt under my nails. I miss having Absolutely. calluses. That yeah. sounds weird, right? But no. I miss I miss wearing my uh, my boots and my. Um, you know, my heavy duty clothing and I miss putting on uh, my car bibs in the winter. Yeah. That's weird. Right. But I, I don't really think, do. I don't think it's weird at all. I, I, a lot, honestly, a lot of the same thing. I mean, a lot of times I miss just the solitude of like being in the skid steer or just the solitude of just like installing heads all day or whatever, just having my bucket of tools and working down the line and doing my thing. Uh, I think you, know? you and I are probably real similar in that uh, aspect. I remember as a matter of fact, there was uh, I had a couple of subdivisions I was taking care of right after the housing market went and I was doing, at least probably 60% of the work myself. And I had a couple of guys, Yeah, but I had one of those old iPods that was like uh, 250 gigs. Yeah. And I had like dozens of audiobooks on. And literally when I would have, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes the, the stress and the anxiety will really get to you. But for me, maybe it was a bit of an unhealthy escape, but I literally could put in an audiobook, put on my, my earmuffs and just go mow or uh, just work. Oh, totally. For hours. Totally. I'm, I felt like I was being productive. And I was doing something, but I was maybe escaping some other things, right? Sure. But sure. I, I have that capacity yeah. like you where I can just uh, I can zero in in a solitude sense and just enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. And I got to say, I do kind of miss that. I miss... Um, I, don't, I don't miss, you know, when it's 110 degrees outside. I don't miss it then. Uh, when it's really cold outside or you know, I probably super don't, wet, but there's I don't part of me that says either. that I, I still do. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I know what you're saying. There's... Uh, I've... Um, you know, as a certified arborist for a lot of years, that's maybe one of my um, one of the things that I do regularly. Now it's more training, right? Training yeah. up uh, the next fleet of uh, technicians in the company. But I like being able to go out and just train and walk grounds or landscapes, and especially with trees. I like being able to diagnose what's going on. Totally. Why trees are surviving and not thriving, and this being the city of trees, this is a great place to do that, right? Yeah. So having these uh, younger individuals that are in the company sort of look at their arborist exam at some point and uh, how do you on a especially in commercial uh, landscapes trees aren't you know we shove them into settings that maybe are a little bit unnatural for them you know you, oh. you guys draw this up all the time absolutely we turn them into street trees or strip trees and it's like as a company that uh, you know is diagnosing things and performing services to help maintain a landscape I want our people to be educated, knowledgeable enough to not just say whatever. Sure. It's like, do you really know what's going on? And if you don't, let's research it. Let's get you some, uh, you know, some trainings so that uh, we're giving the right uh, answers mm -hmm. and we're providing the right services instead of just telling somebody that, oh, it has bugs or yeah. whatever. So I enjoy diagnosing and I miss it a little bit actually yeah. with what I, what I do. And uh, I shouldn't look back, but uh, I love being out in the field. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way. There's definitely some days when, 
you know, we're working on stuff in the office and I've got, you know, 30 proposals to write and my eyes are bleeding from just staring at the screen all day. I'm like, oh my God, I would love to be out just do you like the, shoveling right do you like now the or whatever. Do you like the, the thrill? Of, of, of like being a salesperson hunting projects? Yeah, I mean, dude, you, yeah, what, you've got all those projects and everything, dude, but doesn't it just give you a, a, a vibe sometimes? You get a, that, I get zinging sometimes when I'm looking at several things and deadlines are coming up. Yeah. I'll say gulp and then it's like, you feel the, you know, it's like you're zeroing in and uh, you like your chances on these and you, you know, you bite down and you get them done. And I kind of like that. that. I mean, that, that honestly is, I mean, you know, I love owning my own biz. I love our people. You know, I love what we get to do, but the thrill of finding people, finding projects and knocking down deals, that's what gets me out of bed every that's single day. Good, that's right? for me. That's what does it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, not everybody. I think everybody probably could do it, but it's not everybody's sort of forte and strength. You no. know, a lot of folks are like, you know, some people would rather just uh, text or email. I don't want to call that person. And it's, uh, it's like, there's none of that in you. There can't be any of that in somebody no. in, in marketing no. or a business no. development. Right? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm all about, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's social media, like I said, or picking up the phone or emailing or texting. I'll do any of it. What, whatever's going to work yeah. is what I'll do. Yeah, like if, if, if Instagram keeps working and LinkedIn keeps doing cool, I'll do that. If I need to, you know, paint myself green or whatever to get more work, dude, I'll do that. I don't care. Like what, whatever <laughs> it is that needs to be done is, I what, is, is what I will do. you because I've heard some of the stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, whatever it is, man. No, I'm, I'm with you. How's, um, how's business? Business, so you know, dude. Business, business for us is good, man. Business for us um, is busy. Yeah, it's, it's, super, it's super busy. It feels like spring is here really early this year. Um, you know, for us, you know, on the on the on the design side, residential stuff. You know, big, you know, big big custom residential stuff. You know, goes all year long. Sure. The smaller, you know, smaller scale stuff. You, you know, kind of stops between, you know. I don't know, Thanksgiving ish until, uh-huh. you know, Labor Day or whatever. Yeah. Or, or whatever, which, Memorial Day, whichever one comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, our, our phones and our, our website have been blowing up. How many people do you have in your office now? There are, between here and Salt Lake, there are 16 of us right now. Yeah. See, I remember just a couple of years ago looking at your Christmas card and there's four, three, yeah. four of you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, well, like it, I mean, it started with just two. It started with oh, just yeah. me, it, with just me and Will working out of his uh, spare bedroom in his house. That's is how it started, man. Yeah. No Everywhere. business. Uh, it, you know, this year, you know, I think spring is here. Who knows what's going to happen, right? It could snow tomorrow. It, it, it totally but I could, could read yeah. an article this morning that talked about how this is the fifth warmest winter we've had since like 1940. I, I don't doubt it. Here in I the mean, Treasure Valley, but three years ago we had uh, snow again. Yeah. So figure that out, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I've pulled my I've pulled my snow shovel out one time this winter, yeah. and I kind of didn't really need to. Right. I, I, I just moved the snow off just so just it would make sure dry. you still had it. Yeah, yeah, just kind of feel good about it, and just, just so the driveway would be dry when I got home. Yep. But yeah, a couple years ago in Snowmageddon, man, I bought a new, like ordered it from Amazon. This crazy thick, like like old school snow shovel, the big thick gauge steel ones, you yeah. know, so I could bust all the ice. I, had, I mean, I was busting ice like in in our driveway with like a like a breaker bar, you know, like like a digging bar. There was some of that going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. And it was like that for weeks, months. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was crazy. I, it was, yeah, I could go on and on and bore you about it, but we went. I can't imagine, dude. I can't imagine. I mean, we went sixty-one days, it, and I was uh, working operations in the company at that time yeah. about three years ago. We went sixty-one days without a Saturday or Sunday, any of us. Sixty-one days in, like, in, in a row. In a row. <sighs> yeah, and the shifts weren't kind either. You know, no. twelve hours was sort of looked at as kind of the bare minimum. <sighs> you know what I mean? And uh, it's one of those things where you need to make sure people are rested and stay alert and everything. But it's just it was one of those things where it goes round and round and round. We had individuals that couldn't get to Nampa Caldwell and back reasonably. Yeah. Uh, in amount of time, and so we just sent them with a credit card and say, you know, grab a hotel up the. <sighs> Road and uh, we'll just, just stay nap close. in shifts. Yeah. We had hammocks going on. We literally had a catering come in. We had just tons of carbos and energy drinks. Totally. Just yeah. ready for people Gatorade to come in, grab it. a yeah. cup of noodles oh, and go God. or grab a box of granola bars. Here's your next route sheet. And oh, they man. just had to go. I remember Christmas Eve three years ago. Yeah. And I was it was next door in the conference room. And I had a room full of tired but willing at least in the flesh, yeah, right. willing guys, but they were dragging in the prospect of already being uh, pretty stretched. And then the next day is Christmas. We've got a lot of young families, young kids. Totally, yeah. And uh, there was just this idea of, oh, resigned to it, but we're not feeling great. And I remember I gave maybe one of the best 
pep talk to my career. It's like, nice. we're going to kill this and we're going to do awesome because I'm going to be with you guys all night. You nice. know? And yeah. Everybody just kind of went like that. And, uh, but that's how I've always done. And, and that's, was, we got through, but it yeah. was, that was a crazy year. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. So that, that servant leader mentality, man, I mean, that is one, that is the best thing ever. That's, um, that's easy to, I think a lot of people, most people would understand and identify with that because you've seen that. Sure. At least over the course of my life, I've seen uh, people, leaders, you know, people in leadership positions or people that have given um, presentations or talks and you pick up on just a little uh, habit they have or an idiosyncrasy or the way they go about doing something. Sure. And at least when I see something that I admire like that, I try to, I try to bring it on board. But, yeah. But you're right, you... But, I but think the idea is to serve those that yeah. um, and to you're ne- actually um, you know over totally. I, and, I mean, to never ask your people to do stuff that you're not willing to do yourself. I mean, th- those are people, and I guarantee you guys have employees that maybe we're on the fence about staying here in the spring or whatever mm. because oh my god, I can't you know take all these hours and I'm not going to do this next winter or whatever. But because you were there with them doing the thing, I, I guarantee you a lot of those dudes that were on the fence stayed. Yeah, we've all had experiences like that, but I remember. One individual in particular afterwards, he was like, man, you kind of charged us up. Like, yeah. Pressure's on. Yeah. I'm like, Coach Wooden over here, totally. Yeah, yeah you better not, um, I better not beat you downtown. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? That's so, awesome. Good for you, man. Good stuff. Good for you. So I'm, I'm curious about, so you guys are, you know, you, you said you have projects and accounts all over the country. You guys don't have physical offices all over the country. So we've got three offices here in the Treasure Valley. We've okay. got our uh, construction design team right next door. Yep. We've got uh, Boise... Um, uh, landscape maintenance, yep. which is here. And then we've got a, a great office in um, Nampa, which is okay. just... I didn't realize you guys had a, had, a, had a physical office in Nampa, too. Yeah, cool. just north of the tracks, directly across the street from uh, CWI, that enormous yeah, campus yeah. they have, just yep. down from the little Chevron Walmart area. Yeah, cool. Yeah, big sign out front. Nice. And uh, gosh, I don't have, make it. I don't make it over there very often. Yeah, we have dozens of I don't, of I don't cross Coal up. Road unless no, I No, that's to. not on my, uh, <laughs> on my normal route or commute yeah. either. But, uh, you know, I went there um, at least a couple times a week for a couple of years, sure. you know, when when I was working in ops and that's a good group out there. A lot of times they'll, uh, that'll be sort of the base for our, uh, laborers and crews that are coming from, you know, we have some, uh, a group of guys that are coming from Homedale sure. or from Emmett yeah, you yeah. Know, every day for years. They've been employees, yeah. but it's, um, it's a lot easier for them to be, you know, part of that. Oh, totally. Totally. Way down here. Yeah. Well, Just that you, commute might add on another 30, 45 minutes, depending on yeah. traffic, and that's, right? Yeah. Well, and I would imagine in, in the, the maintenance game, I mean, it's, it's all about efficiencies. Yeah, that's right. And then, so it was, I'm not going to give an exact date because I don't recall, but it's been a couple of months now, maybe as many as three months. Yeah. Uh, in Lana Landscape Magazine, I think it's in November last year. Uh, talks a little bit about um, an acquisition that we had down in Salt Lake. Yeah. So you know where Bluffdale is? Yep. Uh, up from Lehigh, right around the point of the mountain there yeah. where all that tech and construction. So that is stuff. an interesting little It really is. A uh, couple square miles right there, right yeah. where money's growing on trees and business is doing really well. Yeah. But we've got an office there. We acquired a company called uh, Community Landscape mm-hmm. Solutions. We, yeah, it's super funny because we, we'd worked with those guys a bunch down okay, there. Okay, so you know, yeah. you know yeah. who we're talking Absolutely. about. So that's now Cutting Edge Utah. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. It's Cutting Edge Services. But uh, yeah, that's our Utah branch. And I think we brought on close to 80 people and can't remember how many uh, crews. I don't. I, I don't remember the exact stats on that. But they're doing great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're they're cool dudes. Yeah. Yeah. We worked with them on a, on a pretty good handful of projects there for a while. Oh, that's great. We've yeah. uh, there's another. Um, yeah. We we have some opportunities that are uh, they're looking up right now that uh, are project based and is really gonna you know add to add to the volume. That's awesome. You know, and that's an interesting thing because that company traditionally sort of their bread and butter was. Uh, as far as maintenance accounts, was really large, uh, maybe multifamily apartment complexes or HOAs with sure. acres and acres of turf grass. Yep. And of course, cutting edge, our bread and butter is kind of the commercial real estate model. You yeah. know, a lot of retail, a lot of uh, some industrial and things like that. Sure. And so there's different uh, approaches to uh, the same solution. And that's been kind of a giggle getting with those guys yeah. and seeing how their proposals look compared to ours and scratching our heads and, you know, helping them figure out and then learning some things from them as far as, cool. oh, where are the efficiencies and, you know, where can you trim on your contracts? Where can we, 
where do we need to kind of add in a little bit? And so yeah. that's fun. And then we're close. We're close, close, close. I can't tell you much more than that uh, with uh, an acquisition of the Denver area. Oh, cool. Which is going to be fantastic. Dude, Denver is so already crazy. funneling work that way and have been super successful with a couple of large multi-sites. That nice. Next podcast, I'll tell you all about Cool. It. No, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude, I, we, I love the Denver area. We've, we've done a ton of work Denver's over there. great. Yeah. Denver's great. And it's been, it's been uh, strangely... Um, uh, kind to us, nice. even in the short term. Cool. And uh, some of our multi-site customers that we do work for, in some areas, have drug us in. Of course, we're willing. You know, we're mm-hmm. being drugged. You know, pulled by the ear, but we're willing uh, to look at these other markets. And uh, I think it means. Here's what I think it means: is that their experience, their customer service experience with us, is such that they've said, "Hey, are you guys in?" fill in the blank city yeah. you've had this experience yep. many times right are yep. you guys here are you guys there the answer by the way is yes <laughs> yeah we are of course we are, we are. Yeah. and if we're not we can be in three days yeah, exactly you know? and that and that is the best client i was talking with with some engineers about this the other day is you know the traditional model of you know growing your you know your engineer construction company is to you know start in one market and decide okay we want to be in this other city mm-hmm. so you go there and then try to find work that's kind of the, the backwards way to that's do it. A, that's, that's, that's 40 years old, that model, right? Exactly, yeah. Find yeah. a client, exactly like you're talking about, a client that wants, that you take really good care of, that does stuff all over the place, wait for them to ask you to go to other towns. That's, that's right, or knock on their door and say, hey, that, by the way, can I take a look at your, um, and look, everything's online. Yeah. You can find a location list and you can look and totally. just say, hey, I know you have, uh, maybe it's not you that manages it, but can you connect me with a person that oversees your facilities in uh, the Portland area mm-hmm. because we're strong in Portland yep. and I'd love to be able to totally. talk to somebody. And that's, that, that's probably that right there, that sort of connecting the dots. Yep. You might, you might agree with us. That's probably the best use of anybody's totally. Uh, totally time or mental effort is finding the connections because everything else will come or you can learn or you can figure out or will happen in time. Mm-hmm. But it's those, it's those connections to where until they're connected, the magic doesn't, yeah. it can't happen. Totally. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we chase clients. We don't chase cities. If we have a client like, hey, dude, we want you in Beijing. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're certainly not going to go to Beijing and be like, all right, cool. We're here to design your stuff, you know, because <laughs> that's that's not going to work. Right. I, mean, I mean, it would over a lot of time and through a lot of money. Yeah. But, but I, I think, other, yeah. you know, the company that I started with, that was uh, the model and they were successful with it. But if they wanted to have an office in um, Carson City, Nevada was one of their offices. It was having an employee go and sort of scope it out, or an employee moved to Reno. Sure, sure. And then, oh, they could be the new branch manager, and then you got to drum it up. But totally, yeah. You just don't have to do it that well, way. Yeah, nowadays. yeah. You're starting over every single time, and starting in the over, palm of your hand and your in phone. The, you in, have in, the, in the 21st century, man. I mean, there's very few businesses anymore. I mean, I mean, sure, there's a lot. There's a lot of businesses, but there's a lot of businesses that don't just operate in their own backyard. Right. You know, and we talk about it all the time that you know, I mean, it's Stackar Group. We love Boise, and we're you know a lot of us are from here and live here. But Boise is five exits off the freeway. That's if we right. weren't looking outside of That's Boise, right. we would be doing ourselves a real disservice. Well, and you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with uh, you know. There, at the same time, um, there's nothing wrong with uh, sort of knowing who you are. And if you don't, I don't want to call them. Uh, I don't want to say that maybe if a company's not ambitious because it takes all types. Totally, totally. But. You know, I don't know. Like I, I said, knowing who you are, we're, yeah. we're we are ambitious, and, and not, not yeah. Like I said, not to say that somebody that just just wants to dominate the Boise market isn't ambitious. Yeah. That's not us. Like we we don't want to just work in Boise. We want we want to do stuff everywhere. But the idea is fun. if you're if you're up for growth. Yeah, right. And absolutely. I've worked for uh, other companies before that uh, one company in particular that it wasn't really up for growth. Not against it, but eh. Sure. We're good where we're, we're at. Good where we're at. Let's just maintain. That's the, hard right there for a business development guy. Where there's not a, a lot of um, you don't need that yeah you, in, you know dude, oh, let's in, grow, in biz let's man grow, you're grow. growing or you're dying there's there's no just man, we'll I just agree. stay the same there the, as soon as you, you you kick back and like all right we're just gonna do this that thing whatever you're doing is gonna go away and then you're screwed yeah if you ask me to define cutting edge uh, there's this historical definition and then there's what's happening now and sure. I'll just I'll just tell you that's what this company's doing it's growing and it's expanding and I gotta tell you. Um, having, uh, you know, just some experience on a service-related industry from a, a lot of different angles over my, over the years I've been doing this, growing, that's where it's at. And totally, it's totally. fun. It's fun. And it's, I, I'm glad that I'm, that I'm here and uh, out on the tip of the spear. Look, we really didn't have this figured out. It was maybe 
not quite a year ago, one of the owners of the company asked me in his office and he said, hey, will you move upstairs and see if you can help me make a go of this thing? Nice. Uh, this uh, Intermountain Division. And it's going. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen him come and I've seen him go. Sure. This thing's going. That's awesome. And it's, it's fun to be part of. And it's fun for me. It's fun to kind of figure out. Uh, you, you see what's been successful and you implement those things and you adjust as necessary. But I enjoy the, the problem solving aspect of taking what's already successful and then uh, expanding it, especially in other regions and markets. And it, it's just, it's just something new every day. Yeah. 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 And like I said, that, I mean, that's what makes it fun. I mean, yeah, you know, taking care of clients, existing clients, obviously fun, but for me, you know, a sales guy, marketing guy, business development guy, finding new stuff and doing new stuff, man, that's, that's what's fun for me. I got to that point real quick where, uh, you know, sort of a, an account manager type, yep. uh, th- you know, that's great. You need that, but. And there, and, and, you, and you have people that are really good at that. They're super good. Perfect. Yeah. Just, just like, just like with us, dude, I own a landscape architecture firm. I'm yeah. not a landscape architect. <laughs> I am so glad that our landscape architects and designers are so good at what they do and can sit in their chairs yeah, in front of CAD designers. and draw and design all day long. Yeah sitting in front of a computer all day and doing that that's my nightmare yeah, like I, yeah. i'm an outside cat like yep. I, there's definitely days gotta be moving yeah there's definitely days that i'm you know i'm in the office and i'm doing stuff you know work on our website or whatever but i, I can't do that every day I, right. I need to be doing what we're doing right now and talking to people yep. and doing stuff because and doing things yeah out if doing. i if i was just office bound nine to five every day dude i i would lose my mind so i'm office bound nine to five every day and <laughs> you, you shoot tell, you know <laughs> I, I gotta do some things but um it's intellectually it's pretty. It's pretty yeah. cool. And well, well, and it's not like you're just sitting in front of your computer all day. No, but I've always loved learning. Yeah, and even if it's a uh, little ways to do things quicker, more efficiently, and seeing how other people are connected and where you can um, broker uh, partnerships mm-hmm. and whatnot, man, that's uh, I have literally, Christian. I have oh, I don't know how. I'll say multiple dozens of people, maybe even over a hundred people that if they were to get a call for me, they'd be thrilled Yeah, because the idea would be, what else do you have for us? Totally. We love it. We love it. And, uh, you know, if you could ask for, uh, you know, the perfect job, maybe that would be on the description that when you called people, they were genuinely They're thrilled happy that you're called. on the phone. Yeah. Totally, and totally. so that's part of what I, what I do. And Absolutely. you know, some of that's customers, but a lot of that's our, uh, our trade partners. Sure. And we go through, as a matter of fact, we, we go to pains to make sure that they're like-minded. And you'd probably expect a lot of people to, to say that, but we really, really do vet and, and find partners that are all about having the interest of the customer in mind. Because if you can demonstrate that, you earn some equity and you earn loyalty. Absolutely. And that's what it's about in a contract-based type industry. And uh, then you have sort of friends you know what I mean? And you, and you have people that uh, not only depend and rely on you, but they go through a wall for you if you need them to Absolutely. on something. And so that's a cool thing because it's it's a little more real and it's human. And, yep. and that, that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's, what's the old Gittimer saying? Everybody, you know, people want to do biz, all, all things being equal. People want to do business with their friends. All things not even being equal. People still want to do business with their friends. Sure. And that's, I mean, that, that, I, that, that's a sales you know, adage, whatever that I learned pretty, pretty young in, in my career. And that's always stuck with me. Yeah. If I can, I mean, and that's, and that's what I, you know, what I, we don't training salespeople. That's what I always talk about. You're like, you're not trying to sell anybody anything, man. You're, you're right. trying to find a solution for them and you're trying to make friends. You like, can that's figure it. out the, you can figure out the details and you can help people along the way and you can learn along the way. There's these, uh, intangibles of connecting with people and, um, sort of being approachable and, you know, helping people along the way. And in a business sense, it just makes sense to, pull the same direction for mutual advantage. Absolutely. But then when you accomplish something or you land a big sale, we landed uh, for us a really big fish. Nice. A really big fish. In 10 years, it would be a really big fish for us. It still feels good. Totally. Totally. It still feels good. And that relationship being new, it's growing. And it's growing into other sectors and other departments. You know, one uh, service line that we've uh, brought on in the last little over a year and a half is parking lot services. We do a ton of parking lot services. Tell me, from, tell me about that. What, what okay, is, so from is um, uh, evaluating, uh, you know, if you have, let's say, five banks that you're the FM guy over, yep. maybe your parking lots are in good shape or maybe they're full of potholes and uh, there's some liability there. Maybe they're not well marked. Well, from lot sweeping, uh, 
okay. with a sweeper trucks to striping to okay. seal coating to crack filling nice. to repairs uh, and some in some cases unfortunately complete removal and replacement. Yeah. Every, every, everything has a lifespan though. Where you know? you're at, and you know yeah. those things sometimes have a bigger price tag on it. Sure. So we can evaluate a portfolio of properties and let people know for budgeting purposes what to expect in 2024. Sure. And so we did that with uh, a couple of our uh, our um, our multi-site customers and they really really liked it and you know it's great for us it's a little bit of legwork on the front end but it's great for us because they're looking at us for that work absolutely and of course if it's outside one of our uh, self-performed areas then that's a chance for one of our trade partners yeah uh you know to shine for us and it's just that um that tidal wave synergy keeps going but that's a great service line that uh we're super excited about that one has been super successful and you said you guys have been doing that a little over a year yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the people that are running that department force have been doing it for a long, oh, okay. long time. Okay, cool. High, high level and high number of uh, years of experience cool. and expertise. But as far as having it actually be a service line for us, I think it's more than a year, less than two. Okay, cool. And it's great. I mean, we're we're buying sweeper trucks left and right. We're putting them in different areas of the nice. of the country, and we've, Very um, cool. you know, <laughs> I think we bought two new trucks. Last week, wow! They've got their uh, own twist on what our logo is. Yeah, it's parking lot service. Really division. cool. Yeah, it's kind of like an orange yellow. Yeah, you'll see it. You'll is see is it. it new? Was it on your signage stuff at, at Boma Lat? So you can look at ce asphalt dot com. Okay, and that's the the website that's dedicated exactly cool. for the parking nice. lot services. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so no, I have to check that out. Yeah. So awesome. not only are we growing, and is it kind of a new angle for me that I can um, because I need something new from time to time. Totally. Being a problem solver, but having additional lines of service that you can offer it's another side of the rubik's cube that gives you plenty to totally to offer the customer yeah. so it's a, it's a it's a good time in time space for us right now as a that's company. awesome yeah it's yeah because obviously you want all of your all of your clients customers to use all of your services but then that's not, that's not always how it starts i mean you, you i'm sure you guys have guys that start with just landscape maintenance yep. and then you want to get them on the on the sweeping or it. vice versa you got guys that just need their parking lots done and oh yeah we, we, one of those things is the gateway drug to the other things absolutely right? yeah absolutely. In, in theory and so for somebody that's uh selling or developing business it doesn't get any easier yeah but you know at the same time when you sell somebody something What's that old saying? Nobody likes to be sold something, but people. But everybody likes to buy things. They were likes to buy, but nobody likes to be sold. When people are excited about what they purchase, yep. Okay, then we go. Ah, that's why we do this. Yeah, you know, because it's that's that's what it is. Yeah, and um, also that um, idea of you don't really sell you offer solutions to problems people have absolutely yeah absolutely. that's a big deal i know you're a believer in that oh, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in that so marketing wise business development wise what what are you guys doing you know what are you doing right now that's that's really working like how, how are you finding new clients you know what what, what kind of stuff you, you know doing? we joined an association a national association it's called prsm prism okay. they rebranded last year it's called connects c-o-n-n-e-x yeah. and it is uh, a national association for uh multi-site retail specifically so if you're in to office buildings that's not your thing or if you're multifamily or industrial commercial real estate it's not your thing but if you have a retail brand that would be recognizable like if you drove around and then you drove to another town and you see some of the franchise and the brands mm-hmm. so this is a place for those folks to go and to congregate there's all kinds of tools and uh apps available online but there's this uh, national convention they do every year. This year it's in Orlando. Cool. In just a little bit, then less than two months, we'll be in Orlando. Nice. For a week, and uh, we're exhibiting. It's uh, oh, cool. It's a crazy amount of uh, money to belong to and to operate in that circle. Sure. But just last year, not even being an exhibiting uh, member, we landed some uh, some business. Nice. It was in Denver last year. Cool. And now we're exhibiting and up there with kind of some of those bigger companies that are doing it pretty well back east and mm-hmm. and. Uh, kind of in the, in the, I guess, the heartland of the country. What's kind of cool about what we're doing, just kind of a quick aside, is in the western states, we're connecting dots from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, all the way down mm. to, we're doing a ton of work in Texas, cool. a lot of work in New Mexico and Arizona. Nice. And so in this Intermountain region, a lot of the uh, companies that would purport to kind of do what we're doing, but they're headquartered back east, they, they struggle. Finding the right partnerships, finding the that's right. That's a lot of uh, distance, and a, that's providers. a big disconnect right there. It, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it really is. Even yeah. though um, you know, digitally, you can bridge that gap. Sure. I've had people tell me that so many times. We're so glad to find you because you've already got that network in place, and it's like, 
you smile with that little twinkle. Yep. It's like, yep. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> We're ready for you. So, awesome. so that's a, that's something that we've put a lot of time and emphasis and a little bit of bucks into. And last year, without really trying and just kind of going to check it out, it paid off. And nice. so we're going with numbers and with guns loaded. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How, how many how many people are you guys taking down there? Well, just four. Yeah. But compared That's... to what we did, you know, the first year, which was not that many, let yeah. me put it that way. And, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those conventions where you're going to meet with other service providers. But uh, I was in a room with... Um, you have to pay to get into this room inside this convention, but mm-hmm. with names like Walgreens, Walmart, uh, Adidas, Apple, uh, there's, uh, you know, some of those. There's uh, an insurance company based out of San Antonio that uh, I sat down at his, uh, it's kind of like a speed dating format. You have sure, like 90 sure. seconds to, yep. you know, to move it or lose it type thing. And it turns out that his kids, he's from El Paso, Texas. That's where I grew up. His kids currently go to a rival high school oh too funny they yeah. just kick our butts yeah and then like two years later we kick their butts you know and everything yeah, yeah. and so we were just talking to each other uh talking smack nice. and it turned out that um you know a few days later he's like you know i was looking at your your stuff what can you do for us and then we had our partner go and bid things and it was it was it was great awesome you know, it was a wonderful uh six location package very cool uh, that we're doing there in san antonio and that's just how it starts yeah that's uh we didn't know fred loya insurance uh, and, uh, but now we're, um, we're on the dance floor. Nice. I think, uh, you know, each one of us is happy to be holding the other one and that's, that's business. And yeah. so this, uh, uh, connects, um, association, I guess has been really, really good. And we're putting some emphasis on that. You nice. know, we're, uh, totally. we, we play in BOMA yep. uh, quite a bit. we like to have our name associated with, uh, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. BOMA and there's a, a ton of, um, uh, the Washington Federal uh, Shootout that happens every year that benefits the Women Children's Alliance. We like to have. I don't. What, with what is? I don't know what that is. What is so it? So Washington Federal Bank. Yeah. Um, it was Washington Federal for years, and recently now it's Wafed Bank because everybody always called it Wafed. Sure, sure. So they actually changed their name to be Wafed. Makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I think last year was the fourth or fifth annual, and we were one of the. We stepped up and did one of the you know the banner sponsors, and I think we're going to do it again this year. Um, if you've ever shot clays, sporting clays. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we'll go out and do that. And uh, there was a record number of people there last year. The raffle was, the raffle and the giveaway was very successful. There's a lot of custom art and prints that were donated. Interesting. And yeah. People bought. And cool. I can't remember. I'll have to get on the LinkedIn and find out what the amount was for the check that uh, eventually went to the Women's Children's Alliance. But nice. man, you like to have your name there. And Absolutely. who doesn't like to shoot? Clays. That's, that's who, who indeed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's there's a number of things that we have as far as marketing and events. Uh, the big one is coming up here now, in uh, I guess about seven weeks, and so that that could you know really set the tone. Yeah. With how things are going to go. So to answer your question, what uh, what are we doing? That's kind of a a new thing that we're putting uh, emphasis on, and nice. we'll see. I'll let cool. you know. Yeah. Goes. Yeah. No, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So in, in preparation for that, I mean, are you guys, you know, cause I, I do conferences, you know, not a ton, but you know, a few year conferences, you know, so, you know, similar stuff for us. So are you, you know, trying to get meetings set now, you know, you try to try to do as much legwork now, or, or are you guys just going to show up and see what happens? No, hundred percent. So you have a, an attendee list that they'll let out Perfect. probably close to three weeks before. So it's not there yet. But I had last year's attendee list. Nice. A lot, a lot of the same folks. I can get on the buyer's yeah. guide on the website and see who's going to be there and who's not. Already setting up dinner appointments, coffee appointments, totally. things like that. Nice. Uh, between sessions, that's the idea. Perfect. Uh, Absolutely. Is just to be able to connect with people. They had a cool thing. I don't know if you've seen this uh, in some of the convention conferences that you've gone to, but it was a little electronic clicker that was on your lanyard. And you need to be within like five or six feet of somebody you hold your button for a couple of seconds they do and you exchange electronic business cards oh cool you don't have to hand out business cards man that's you, super handy yeah yeah and they they gamify it a little bit right to where okay who can connect with the most people totally there's totally like a giveaway and so there's this element of competition and there's like this treasure hunt there's literally hundreds and hundreds of exhibitors yeah they make it kind of fun and there's a big uh, a couple of charity service projects that happened. So nice. it's something you feel good about belonging to. Totally. That's cool. But last year, r- I really wanted to see what it was like. And so I asked a lot of the service providers and even uh, a lot of the smaller ones. I asked maybe 30 people, hey, does PRISM work for you? How yeah. long have you been members? We're kind of new to it. What was it like the first year? What's your experience? I think one person out of about 30 people said, we'll never not be here. Interesting. Yeah, one yeah. person said, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Interesting. And that's just honest feedback. Sure. But I had several people say, 
hey, the first year it wasn't much. The second year we landed a fish. Nice. And now we're here. Yeah. And sometimes if you land one of those national fish brands, you know, uh, they they want to see your firm at these things. And so totally, totally. you go in a sense also to kind of protect your client a little yeah, bit and make right. sure they're spending some time at your exhibit, mm-hmm. less time at the competitor's Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and so there's that, that side of it too. And uh, so a lot of preps going into that. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. How big, like, like you guys do, I, I would imagine a super cool, like, custom trade show booth and stuff? You know, that's been something of an experience and an education for me. Yeah. You can you can go as crazy as you want. Absolutely, but you crazy, but spend crazy as much for as you a, want. Yeah, yeah, crazy for a trade show can be three figures, and I'm not kidding. Without a doubt, for, for, yeah, you Easy. probably know. So Easy. we're looking at this price tag and going, man, maybe we look. We ended up going with a, a package where we're renting part of it and we're providing oh, cool. part of it. Nice, because it's just hard to justify the price of a remodel of your home seriously for a piece that you might use two or three times a year. Right. And so maybe, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a brave new world, mm-hmm. but that's been an education. Yeah. I'll tell you. Have you ever been to, to Vegas for like the world of concrete or con expo or any of those big I trade shows? I've been to Vegas a few times, but not at those expos, but they, so I have the stops I've seen. Dude, I've never seen anything like that, man. Like the, like the John Deere booth. I mean, the John Deere booth is like, it's like its own community, right? Seriously. It's like half of what like expo Idaho is. It like, looks like the Barnes and Noble when you walk in. It's insane. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I can't even imagine what they spend on that kind of stuff. And you I've know never the, seen like I it. think the title sponsor that does the the main giveaway, they give away a couple of cars at this thing. Sure, I mean, it's crazy, crazy. I think uh, to be the um, you know the title sponsor, it's it's just under three figures, and mm. that's a pretty sizable commitment. Now, if that pays off, that's great. And so we're we're wading into those waters. Yeah. yeah so who, who? So besides like like landscape companies, like you guys, maintenance companies, is is it everybody else involved with maintaining multi? A, a facilities, yeah. right? So you might get electricians, plumbers, HVAC, um, paving companies. Okay. A lot of folks that also uh, can do your uh, your accounting or, or your receivables okay. or your work order management system. Sure, a lot of or software, your, uh, SAS customer SAS management, yeah. you know, system. Uh, anything to do with what a facilities person has to uh, solve and struggle with each day, mm-hmm. and that's part of where we've been successful at Cutting Edge. Is there's this idea of Let's say you're the VP of facilities or uh, a construction manager, and there's 147 locations yeah. in six states that you're responsible for. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you begin to go about, if the problem's not already solved and things are ticking away, how do you begin to go about making sure that your risk is pretty low and that your contractors are vetted and that sure. the branch managers not hiring the brother-in-law or that you know there's there's all these uh different things and so a company like ours takes care of a lot of that and then you know one example where we picked up just about 200 locations each location was doing all of these things themselves so they when they came to us they said hey we want to just confess we're pretty decentralized we're pretty fragmented yeah we need to consolidate and that's that's kind of that uh that word so just imagine the relief on your admin people. Oh, totally. Of not or, having or, or to individual branch maintain uh, compliance with, yeah. and, and, and just the admin burden for, I think they said they had over 4,000 different contractors that they dealt with. And after a study was done and the results came back to them, the goal was to get that down around 700. And so... <sighs> <laughs> that's now, crazy. Now that's something that we can do. Yeah. Because instead of having 190 or 200 separate landscape providers, and yeah. in many cases, it's another company that's doing the snow removal. Sure. Okay, so if we can consolidate those, we could probably, in uh, if you had preferred vendors, we'd, be, we'd love to bring them on board and have them partner with us. Totally. And so there's some relationships that we preserved, of course. Uh, you know, crazy. we could lower that by hundreds just off the bat. And so... I dare say we we're valuable in that sense too, to where we can help consolidate. We can yeah. relieve the the burden of the admin people that have to do all of that. I that's mean, that's amazing. that's huge. Oh, just, that's huge. just compliance. Totally, making sure everybody's insured and everybody's uh, registered and everybody's uh, up on their on their stuff is yeah. is a huge burden. And that's which is so funny. That, you know, people think of you know building man, you know maintenance or management or facilities people that they're you know the old dude in the overalls like fixing the plumbing or whatever that's not what you know, what that is anymore nope. you know I, at one point in time that probably was that case man but that's that's not what that is anymore you know your typical fm guy might wear a tie two days a week sure 
and sure. he for sure wears a sport coat a couple of days a week. Yeah. But he's in meetings and he's uh, managing things. Yeah. We interviewed with um, a gentleman not too long ago, and he kind of gave us a little bit of a glimpse. He works for a, a huge uh, corporation here in town, and what facilities maintenance is, at least at uh, the level where he is at, is just managing work orders. Sure. It's managing work orders. There are entire uh, software suites, and necessarily so, oh, yeah. that are dedicated to this. You bet. It's just keeping track of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just keeping track of stuff. We try to be a provider that doesn't go crazy on the bureaucracy and the red tape and make it too hard to do business yeah. with our partners, but we can do before and after photos. We can sign into sure. whatever portal or they well, cause you guys, don't portal. you guys have a, like a proprietary yeah. software for this? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. No, that's Edgeman, And yeah. uh, she's clicking away. You know, we've been working on that just a little over three years. That's what I thought. Yeah. And I would say it's, it's fully functional. It's probably yeah. 85% built out. Nice. The last little bit, so cool. uh, is going to take a little bit longer, but it's higher level stuff. Yeah. Where we're integrating uh, things like our GIS, where all of our stuff is positioned into that. Yeah. And uh, you can, you know, do some, you can generate your maps, you can generate uh, custom reports, and then the client can log in and get the report so they can get a report saying a service was missed or an upcoming service is scheduled uh, or there's this estimate will you approve, and that's all. Uh, you know, they can get uh, alerts on that. So, yeah, which is so cool. I mean, landscape, you know, pretty pretty low-tech industry for the most part it's or whatever. It's pretty far down on the food chain, I'll tell you. As, as far as tech goes. But, yeah, but implement, to implement technology like that, man, that makes me so excited. Like, I'm a total technology guy, and I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's solving a problem. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. I said, those, those facility management folks who, yeah, they're not the ones doing the work, man. They're the ones managing it. That has got to make their life so much easier. Yeah, I, I think. And that's the idea. Hopefully, hopefully we, we can help that. And that's kind of what my message is uh, as far as what I'm doing in the Interbound Department yeah. is connecting with uh, facility managers and solving the problems, making uh, consolidation happen solving and problems, offering man. what that's we what do. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So, you know, it, you'd expect somebody to say this, but we think we what we do as far as service is pretty good. Yeah. And... We go to great lengths to make sure that those that do it on our behalf are doing it at least as good. And if you're in the market, I think we'd be a smart match. That's awesome. That's what it boils down to. That's, That's kind of awesome. the message. Yeah. So I want to talk about Boma a little bit more, man. What? Uh, so so you run the the Boma Idaho Golf Committee. What's uh, have you guys started thinking much about golf tournament yet, or do we have anything new new you, coming up? For you know, we're having the board meeting next week. Yep. There's going to be a call as far as uh, committee members and whatnot. And I want to. I'm going to wait till after that, and then we're going to have an initial committee meeting. Cool. I'll tell you, though, you know who Liz Fitzgerald is? Absolutely. Liz met Liz. with me, it's been maybe six years, maybe yeah. seven years. The last, uh, she ran one of the Boma tournaments, and mm-hmm. she ran it herself. I, I, I remember that. She, she yeah. ran herself, and it was it was uh, those between years where I, I was with Boma for about eight years, and then for about four, I was kind of here and there, and then, yeah. you know, for the last four, I've uh, been regular, but... Um, she handed me her, um, I met with her because I was the golf committee chairman, and she looked at me across from the table. Uh, we were having lunch at the Ram downtown, yeah. out there by the Greenbelt, and she looked at me like, you poor, <laughs> dumb fool. <laughs> you have no idea. She was so sincere, and she just shook her head at me. She said, you were so dumb. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, was, it was a huge undertaking for her. Mm-hmm. I've been fortunate that first year, uh, I did it with uh, Steve. Steve Manziel mm-hmm. yep. helped, and uh, since then, look, you know the um, secret to getting anything done is uh, you know having people help you. Absolutely. And you know, Boma Boma works, and I suppose the principle carries forward for any organization that you're working with. But if you get involved and you get your hands dirty, quote unquote, find a place on a committee and just help out. Absolutely. Give some of your time. Absolutely. It'll it will make sure that you intersect with people. And that's where business happens. And Absolutely. so that was that was my experience. You know, those first couple of years were, um, I did quite a bit of it. And then, you know, the momentum's carried, and it's really good. I mean, we have um, we have stuffing parties for the swag bags mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. There are swag bags that are given Right, out. there are those now, yeah, because for a long time there were not. No, and so it's, um, you know, it's sold out consistently yeah. um, the last five years. And, you know, I don't know where it's going to go, but we've made, um, you know, more revenue each year. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but... Banbury's been great, yeah, and our, our committee members are great, and I think there's a couple of uh, additional people that want to get on the committee. I know you there know, are. Yeah. We're doing a lot of uh, cool things, but one thing that uh, I'll, maybe I'll get your take on this: there's this idea 
that maybe we could there's a ton of ways to cut up and do a golf tournament right sure. but imagine getting some of the bsu players mm. available for that then, then you could maybe raffle off or auction off and totally totally golf with one of the the bsu bad, yeah. bad boys or girls there and have them just golf with the group and that'd be great or maybe have some local celebrities available and maybe do a little auction in the beginning yeah and, yeah i've been to a lot of golf tournaments that they, that they do that yeah yeah and yeah. so we're trying to connect with the bsu golf team and see nice. if maybe we can cool. make something like that happen but um yeah it's um it's successful and yeah it's not running itself, but it's a great committee. And so I, I don't really want to tell you this because you'll you'll see how it really is. But I do less work <laughs> yeah. than I did the first couple of uh, as years you should absolutely. Well, because like I said, it doesn't run itself. But it's a team but, effort. But right? yeah, it's a team effort, and, and if everything's sort of in place. And I mean, we you know you're not looking to recreate the wheel every year. I mean, everybody kind of knows what they're doing, and yeah, you know, we've got a good thing going. So we no, just it's keep good. doing so it. Yeah. Enjoying that. It's uh, yeah. You know, it's at some point um, they may come to me and say. Hey, will you scram and let somebody else do that? But right. until that happens, I'm probably okay with it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, in, unless things go bad, I don't know why anybody <laughs> would come to you and say, "Hey, Mitch, let's let somebody else do it." Because yeah, every time it changes over, man. I mean, there's it's it's hard. Because like I said, yeah, for hard. you to hand it off to somebody else, like, oh, you poor bastard, like, good luck. You know, even when even when something's all set up and you're new to it, 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 it there's still a lot. Oh, for totally, because to you, you don't know. know what it is. There's Absolutely. still a lot for you to figure out. And Absolutely. you know, in one aspect, I like that the, the figuring out of stuff. But yeah, you know that that event's going. Um, I think well. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, that's one of my my favorite events of the year. For sure. I don't know when we would do it, but I have this idea of having another event similar to golf, but where we're actually shooting clays. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of uh, folks that just are outdoorsmen, outdoor people, men, women, hunters, and uh, there's some really good sporting clays courses around. They do that at uh, Boma San Diego. I was looking at do their they website. Really? Huh. That's their biggest, and they have a golf tournament. Yeah. That's their biggest fundraiser is the, is the clay shoot. Interesting. This was Even in San Diego, the clay shoot is bigger than their golf tournament. Now, that doesn't make sense the way you said it, but it's true. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's San Diego, man. Torrey Pines right there, of that's course. That's right. It's crazy, but that's their biggest thing. Interesting. Yeah, and so I don't know, I don't know when you'd make that uh, work. You know, we'd have to look at and find the, find the right month, right? Totally. But, um, look, I think a lot happens at that tournament where – For sure. It's not necessarily a luncheon where you're between meetings and you're, you know, zipping away from your busy schedule to go and hopefully talk to people, but you're there for a few hours and you've mm-hmm. already sacrificed or you've already sponsored or have already resolved in your mind that, hey, I'm giving this day or most of yeah. this day to this, this thing. Day, yeah, this, I'm this, just doing this, it. Yeah. I can't out, afford I'm the time, but I'm here. Totally. And that's when, um, I think that's when cool things happen. Absolutely. Where you have a little bit more, I guess, available time to kind of spend. And I think, I think uh, a sporting plays event yeah, I think that's worth looking at. I mean, I, th- I mean, I hadn't thought of this too. You just said that, but I mean, what what if we do like a ski day in the winter or there's something? So many, I mean, there's so many do. cool things we could do. To, you know, just to get people together, add some value, because yeah, it's all about you know who you know. How was the event that was at the down at the Wahoos, the Galaxy event? So I missed that one. I missed that one. Ago. I was, I think I was in Salt Lake for that. I've seen I was, photos I was, of that. Yeah, it, it looked like it, it was super fun. like everybody had a good time. Yeah. yeah, Ted said he had a great time. Yeah. I don't know how much business was getting done. I don't but know. People are having fun. It looked and like it was friends, fun, right? Yeah. So yeah, and especially now having the the city meridian on board. You know, we're talking about doing some more events out that way. Um, right before it was between, um, you know, right before Christmas, I guess. You know, between mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas time, we did a happy hour thing out there. Yeah, I remember that. We we, we I wasn't there. I I was blown away. I mean, we threw that thing together in like less than two weeks. Um, there were a ton of people there. Meridian should be a strong yeah. part. Yeah, there were a ton Obama, of people right? there. Yeah. You know, a little bit side topic, what's going on at Caldwell? Yeah, dude, a ton. Yeah. Now, if you would have rewound the clock three or four years and you said, hey, Caldwell's going to start um, outpacing Napa. Yeah. And going oh, to no, be catching not. up pace with Meridian, yeah. you'd be like, no, they're not. What are you talking about? No. There's cool things happening. There absolutely are. Yeah. 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 yeah but have, yeah. But now having the city of Meridian, you know, more, way more heavily involved with Boma, I think is going to be super good. So, of course, being on the board like we are, we're always um, trying to make Boma more accessible to Idaho in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got some we've got some distance between cities that we'll always kind of struggle with. But, you know, we've done some things with Twin. We've done some yep. things over in the Pocatello, Idaho Falls area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure there's some more of that Absolutely. to come. But, you know, that's, that's where business happens. If you're a member of that organization, the uh, world-renowned, literally internationally renowned, uh, Boma, and then our our, uh, our chapter here, Boma, Idaho. That's a great place to uh, improve or to uh, you know gain business. Absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, I, I have people come to me all the time. They're like, you know, sh- should I join Boma? I'm like, yeah, you should. And we'll happily take your money. You know, your 
600 bucks a year, whatever, we'll happily take your money. But if you're not going to commit to go to everything to get involved, don't, I mean, spend that 600 bucks on something else. Yeah. That would be because that, because that's what, uh, yeah, you know, come, come ready to, to work. Yeah. Not, and not in a drudgery sense, but no. like, hey, put on your smile and yeah. And if your job is meeting people <laughs> and developing business, yeah, this is this is where you want to be. Yeah, and 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 it's not going to happen just by having your name in in the directory. It's going to happen by coming. People. Even if the program doesn't seem like it makes sense to you, you don't like golf, come to the golf tournament anyway. Like that's not what it's about. Hey, there are plenty of people that do just that. Exactly, oh, absolutely. Plenty of like uh, I, you know, I can't spell golf club, but uh, I'll help at the registration desk or whatever. Totally, totally. which is like, come yeah. and just be a part. Yeah, and and that's how you meet people, and that's what we're all trying to do absolutely absolutely yeah. well mitch man we're uh we're we're kind of coming up on time here man so time flies any any uh, any parting thoughts before we go we're in an interesting place as a people mm -hmm. as just uh like a country you know like coming absolutely. up and there's just so much um it seems like everybody's got a side or a team and people totally. are tribal i think about this a lot and i talk with uh, my kids, my wife, about this a lot. There's got to be room for people to uh, be able to just understand that an opposing uh, view or an opinion on things is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to agree. It doesn't always have to be right and wrong. And it's not about right and wrong, but it's about, look, there's some things that you can uh, get on board with and you can accept or not accept and that's fine too but i think i i don't know i've been philosophically thinking about this for a long time i think that as a people as a country we've lost the ability to be okay with somebody else being different totally you don't have to agree and it's not about that either but not at all. um you know they they enjoy the same rights and liberties as you do and you can vote your way and i can vote mine and you and i can have even a heated discussion and then have it it doesn't have to be this thing where we're enemies or we're yeah. well i don't like side. you now because you don't think about this thing like i do or whatever yeah. yeah you know it wasn't always that way no i know that things weren't always that way um you know a generation ago but it seems like i don't think social media uh there's there's pros and cons right and there's totally sort of resonating feedback in the background sometimes that you'll get with that where it's really easy anonymously for somebody just to say stuff and maybe that's not real helpful but I think we have to, regardless of how things go, we've got to return to this idea of not just peace and tolerance, but like, I see your point of view. And I'm going to step away from mine just a little bit enough to where I can see through your glasses. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, There's this very old idea, very old idea, um, especially uh, in debate, uh, called the Lincoln-Douglas debate, right? I was a debater when I was young. and you would have this resolution that would be a topic or you know some hot button issue of the day and you had to already have your points and your arguments and your cases prepared mm -hmm. for either way but then literally at the casting of a lot or the flipping of a coin you had to mentally present this side absolutely that taught me something that continues to serve me pretty well today and that's that even if you are opposed to a certain viewpoint you as a human being should endeavor to have enough empathy to at least see where somebody else is coming from. Now, at the Not end of a more. conversation or debate or a point, right, we could say, look, maybe I would say this behind your back after we disagreed. I would say, Christian's crazy. <laughs> but I see what he's saying. Sure. And I, I understand where he's coming from. Yep. I get it. I don't agree with it. But I see but why, I he's, why he believes that. Absolutely. I think that right there, if if people would be able to literally just do the Lincoln Douglas thing and look at something dispassionately just for a minute. Totally. Totally and agree. I, I think that would be super helpful, not just in the political spectrum, but just for people in the way we're raising our young people, the, everybody's on a team and things are so tribal and so, so competitive. Based. Yeah. Everybody could be intellectually honest enough and secure enough in their own beliefs and feelings. Just step away. Love it. And then respect somebody else's viewpoint agree or disagree and you know what normally happens is you learn something yeah weird or or you uh you're open enough to go and you know this is weird for me to say but the older i get i i change my mind on things sometimes really i reserve the right to sure change my yeah mind. i feel a little bit differently about some topics than i did when i was younger sure sure 
so sue me. I mean, well, yeah, you, I mean, had all these experiences their, and learned stuff. Of course, you're right. going to think about. It. I mean, there's some stuff that that I believe at 16. I guarantee, I believe now, <laughs> like about punk rock and other you're stuff. Like, feel- I believe that. I will never not believe stuff. But, but yeah, no, I have same thing, man. I've learned so much, and yeah. Changed, who, who, yeah, yeah, where is it written that you can't uh, change how you Absolutely. feel about things or yeah. your experience don't teach you? So uh, we don't have to be set on you know what we what we think we knew. Yeah, and it's okay to look at somebody else's perspective and then really try to see it. Almost like if you were um, a counselor, or psychiatrist, for or a psychologist for somebody. Like I want to understand your viewpoint on that. Mm-hmm. And if you're genuine about that, most of the time, I think you can step away from it and go huh, you know, I, I still don't fully get that. Yeah. I don't I, feel that I same way, but I get, get why it. you do. Absolutely. But I get why you Absolutely. get it. And that's almost like a, that's a win. Yeah. That's where you can high five and you can agree to disagree. And I think you actually strengthen bonds. Oh. There's, there's a lot of destruction. Love it. Absolutely. There's, lot, there's so many things that divide us. Yes. There's very few things that unite us. Mm-hmm. I think some of those things are the flag and the national anthem, the pledge. And I think we just would be better served as people if we looked to things that would unite us. Yeah. Parting thought. Love it. That, yeah, I've been that's, on that's that. That's one of the best parting Long thoughts time. I, I think I've probably ever heard. <laughs> Mitch, thanks for doing this, man. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. Thanks for <laughs> you your Thanks, man. There we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Christian Radio. If you liked it, please make sure to subscribe. Share it on social media, and if you have questions or want to hear about anything specific that I might be able to talk about on the show, hit me up on Twitter at Christian Heiner, K-R-I-S-J-A-N-H-I-N-E-R, and you can find this and more content at ChristianHeiner.com. Thanks.